Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. We are joined live by Samantha Finke. Excited to have her here from beautiful Covington, <laughs> Kentucky. As she's the founder of her own company. It's Samantha Finke Life Coaching, and she's here helping so many with postpartum anxiety, depression, uh, stress management, and so much, as well as career coaching. So we have a lot to uh, get to know uh, about you, and we're excited to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, too. Well, thank you. For starters, how do we reach you? Could you share your website off the top? Yes, um, it is www.samanthafinkielifecoaching.com. Perfect. And before we get to uh, talk about all the different services that you offer and can help people with, I always find it's important to get to know you as a person first. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself and kind of what brought you here? I know as a child, you always wanted to be a, a social worker, right? Yes, I wanted to be a social worker or a lawyer when I was a kid. I always had a passion for helping others, and I kind of just got lost um, doing that because I had my daughter when I was young. I'm not too young, but I was 22 when I had her, so I was a single mom, and I just was struggling, and so I was just trying to get a career, and I kind of got lost trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And then from there, tell me the steps how you got here to life coaching. So by the way, uh, amazing. You're so lucky to have a beautiful girl. How old is she now? Um, I have a 14-year-old daughter, and then I have a three-year-old son. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I have a six- and eight-year-old, uh, two sons. So, oh, God bless yeah. you. Amazing. Yeah, so they're that's, very good. Mm-hmm, but that's got to be hard. I, I get it. I understand the single parent. And, and then how did you end up discovering life coaching? Could you share a little about your own uh, struggles and what brought you here? Uh, yes. So my own struggles, I, in the end of March, beginning of April, started having insane intrusive thoughts about wanting to hurt myself and hurting my son and I didn't realize they were intrusive at the time I thought they were real so I was struggling with for about a month and then finally I told my husband I was like there's something wrong with me I don't know like I keep having these crazy thoughts so I started locking myself in the basement I was distancing myself from my kids I wouldn't let anyone leave me alone with them Um, because my anxiety had gotten so bad. So with the help of a friend, I was like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, well, you know yourself better than anyone. What do you think you should do? I was like, I guess check myself into a hospital. So I ended up checking myself into a mental hospital. And um, while I was there, like I kind of connected with this guy. And I was just like, I enjoy talking to people like about their lives. And I kind of just forgot that I enjoyed that. Um, cause I used to bartend and I loved like talking mm-hmm. to people that, um, so when I was there, I was like, I just forgot what I wanted to do. Um, so I would tell my husband when I got out, um, I was diagnosed with OCD, which when people think you have OCD, like they think of hand washing and checking doorknobs. They don't actually think of like mental compulsions. So when you get really bad stress and anxiety, you're, you start getting crazy intrusive thoughts. So that's where all my intrusive thoughts came from was my OCD. So when I did get out of the hospital, I told my husband that I was like, I like, I don't, I think I want to switch careers. I think I want to find something else that I like, but I also love the job I currently have. So it's kind of like in a conflict. Which was what, by the way? Um, I work for a Granite and, uh, Granite and Countertop company. Okay. It's a local company. Um, I love doing that. So I kind of was like, I want to do something like on the side and help people. And so that's where my life coaching came in. 
for that. So I was like, I just want to help people who are similar situations as me, who are struggling and just don't know who to talk to. Oh, beautiful. Well, thank you for being here. This is a great story. And I'm sorry for your struggles. But at the same time, you're using that to now help others. So it, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a great thing. So let's talk a little bit about uh, your plans, right? So you said you'd like to meet with clients and you go through a five step uh, goal. Mm-hmm. Pro- could you share what that is exactly? Yes, I'm, I'm going to pull my notes up. Sure, <laughs> go ahead. So um, for step one, I like to meet with my clients and go over like a three goal process because we all have goals, but sometimes you've got 20 goals. So like what's your main three goals and why are they important and what's the outcome? Like are these able, are you able to do these in six weeks, 12 weeks, a year? Are you going back to college? Like, so we have to figure out the goals, but I think it's really important to start with three goals so you don't get lost in the confusion. Um, and then step two, we do like a SMART goal. Out of the, the top three goals, what's the one goal that you want to accomplish? And we're gonna focus on that. And then um, we're gonna come up with an action plan and how we are going to reach that goal. It could be leaving your job. It could be divorcing your husband. It could be, mm-hmm. um, so then you can kind of just, you know, get where you need to be. Um, and then step three is self-discovery. Um, I, I believe it's essential for us to go through like a self discovery questionnaire because you do get lost in life and then you kind of just forget where you wanted to be when you were a kid. Like, where did you want to be? Did you want to be a doctor? Did you want to be a lawyer? So we'll kind of get those questions going. Um, like one of the questions is what do you do? What do you love doing so much that you lost track of time? Like you lose track of time. Like when I was a kid, I used to love painting, like absolutely loved it. And now I'll whip out some color, like watercolors when I'm like, need to like de-stress. But I think those are the great things that you forget that you used to love when you were a kid or when you were growing up and then we can get you back to doing those things. Um, And then like another one is what's the next chapter of your life, Bob? Oh my goodness. Oh God. What would you call your next chapter? Yeah. Right. Well, but you got to focus. How do you get people to focus on choosing these steps? I mean, it's like they're nervous, they're anxious, they're fearful. So how do you, you walk them through the process? Yeah. I just think it's like walking through the process and narrowing down, narrowing down those goals and like what you want to do. Like what is the one thing that you want to do in life that you haven't, that you've never done and you want to do? I think that's just really important to reach those goals. Um, and then for my step four is stepping out of your comfort zone. Okay. Um, so I struggled really bad with anxiety and I would never step out of my comfort zone ever in my life. Would you ex- like, I can't go to the grocery store. Like I was not able to go to the grocery store. Like that's where, like how bad my anxiety was. And my husband hated going to the grocery store with me because um, I was so anxious. So I started like slowly stepping out of my comfort zone and making myself go to the groceries instead of doing a click list. I would go to the grocery store and it's like those small little steps that will get you out of your comfort zone will make you kind of become a better person and get you where you need to be with your goals. I have an anxiety journal um, that I write like all my goals down in and what I want to do, like taking my son to a party by myself or because I did struggle with postpartum and I was really anxious about taking him anywhere. So like I have like a journal of all the things I want to do and then all the things I've noticed I've been doing that are different than the person I was six months ago, I write them down in my journal. So I think just stepping out of your comfort zone is so important. Um, And then for my step five is values. Our values change over the years. My values are not the same that they were when I was 
15 or 20 or 25. Now I'm 37. My values are completely different. So I think it's good to like take a value test and go over your values and what are your top 10 values and what do you want to add to those values and what do you want to take off that list? There might be something on that list that you don't want on there. Yeah. So we can work and get your goals there. Okay. You also mentioned you just want to bring up postpartum and I know that's an issue for a lot of women out there. Could you just identify some of the signs or symptoms that may be helpful to people out there? Yes. Um, so my postpartum I'm is a, probably a lot different than other mm-hmm. women, but mine is the constant worry that something bad is going to happen to my child. Like it's constant. Like if I put him down in his crib, like, like I wouldn't let him sleep with a blanket until he was two, which the rules are like one, but I was so worried like a blanket was going to suffocate him. So I think like the worriness is for me was that, and also the depression, like I didn't want to leave my house. I would sit on my couch. I just like, wasn't myself, which it is hard. Like you've had a baby. your hormones are everywhere but I do think that just the depression and just (laughs) you just you're not yourself and I think for me it was the worrying like I was constantly worrying about my son I wouldn't let anyone watch him it was just I didn't trust anyone with him so that was part of my main um postpartum depression now you mentioned also that uh support groups uh you actually mm-hmm. have some online groups that you're going to start uh hosting could you share a little bit about that or yes um so currently i do um support groups in my community oh. and i um been loving them so my friend she was like you we should have a support group and i just took this idea and went running with it um so i've been doing them for about six months now and i love them now i, I just added two a month because so many people have come um, and we just, it's two hours and everyone's just talking about their feelings and what's going on. And I think it's great because you have like one person who has three kids and then one person who has one kid and they don't know what to do. So they're giving advice back and forth. And then you have someone who was recently divorced and someone who's already divorced and they can kind of help give some ideas. And it's all different women. It's women who are single, married, divorced, no kids, kids, can't have kids. Like it's all different women. So I have these tools on my website. If you, if anyone wants to start their own support group in their community and they can message me and I can help them get those started. Um, And then online, I'm going to start doing a support group or a support group for New Year's resolutions because I feel like you'll make a resolution and then you completely like forget about it. You're like, Mm -hmm. I want to go back to school or this year I'm going to remodel my kitchen. Like it's like you, you make these goals and you don't stick to them. So I'm going to do a group where you can, I'll help you attempt to stick to your goals. Beautiful. And also was looking at your website earlier, uh, which by the way, Samantha uh, Finky Life Coaching, that's spelled S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A-F-I-N-K-E, lifecoaching.com. You also do relationship coaching as well. So we talked about postpartum coaching. What about relationships? Oh, relationships. I think it's, the problem with relationships is communication and I kind of find it like outside perspectives are always great. Um, my husband and I terrible at communication, terrible. Now we're really good at it um, because we went, we went through counseling and they were like, Oh, you need to do this. You need to express this instead of, instead of hiding your emotions. I think it's very important to express them mm-hmm. even if going to hurt someone else's feelings. So I think sometimes it's helpful if you sit in the room with someone else and you get an outside perspective of 
if you're if the husband's saying one thing and the wife's saying the other, and then they can come together and collaborate a plan um, to create a good goal and good communication. Got it. All right. So relationships. Uh, another thing I was reading about self-care coaching. Uh, first mm-hmm. of all, first and foremost, what is self-care? I think that's an important topic to address for people. I think, I think self-care can kind of just, it can vary. Like it can be mental self-care or it can be mm-hmm. physical self-care. Um, I was listening to a podcast recently and I can't remember the podcast I was listening to, but they were just saying like, if you have a friend who's down, just bring them a thing of paper plates and that will like get them one step closer to helping with self-care um, because if they don't have to worry about the dishes or about doing the dishes, then they'll have more time on focusing on themselves. And I think self-care is journaling. It can be your appearance. It can be taking time for yourself. Yeah. But I do with self-care, I think it, it's this idea of going to the spa for the day and getting a massage and getting nails done, which is all great. I mean, I love doing that, but <laughs> sometimes you can't do that. So at home, like taking 15 minutes to yourself I'm like, I have a, we have a swing in our backyard and sometimes it's like one of those big oval swing, circle swings. I'll go out there for 15 minutes and just swing by myself. And I think that's self-care for me. Just finding 15 minutes to yourself. I was going to say, well, some people call self-care selfish. What do you say to those naysayers out there? Oh, it's not selfish. It makes you sane. It makes you you not want to lose your mind. It's Mm -hmm. okay to take, your kids will be fine if you take 15 minutes. They will be fine. Mm-hmm. All right. You can give them a toy. They will be totally fine if you leave for 15 minutes with supervision, of course, but <laughs> they'll be fine. I, I just, I don't, self-care is very important to your mental health. Got it. All right. Well, we got to remind everyone how we can reach out to you. Would you mind again sharing your um, phone number, email address, website, all of the above? Yes. Um, my email address is samanthalifecoaching.com at gmail.com um, and then my website is www.samanthafinkylifecoaching.com and then you can always text me or call me on my cell phone at 859-750-3593. Beautiful. I was also reading about some other types of coaching. Let's get to the mindset coaching maybe. Can we talk a little bit about that next? Uh, yes, absolutely. So I'm certified in um NLP, which is help, which helps you change your mindset. It's all for me. It's all about changing your mindset. If you want to changing from a negative to a positive mindset, I think is very helpful. Um, if you're saying I can't do this, well, you can't do it yet. Mm-hmm. You you can learn how to do something. I think it's all about changing that mindset and being more positive and taking a positive outlook on stuff. So when I first found out, for instance, on mindset, when I first found out I had OCD, which finding out you had OCD at 37, you're looking back your whole life and you're like, wow, I had OCD my whole life. I didn't even realize it. But I took all the negative parts of OCD. I didn't take the positive parts of it. Like there are so many positive traits of having OCD. You just don't realize them. And then I, I think just taking something that looks negative and changing it to a positive is extremely important. Got it. All right. And then also there's other forms of coaching on your site. I think it was stress management. Um, yeah. What was Yes. That? I used to be a stress ball. <laughs> uh, so I had, this is going to be a very terrible mom moment. Um, okay. We've all <laughs> so been there, Samantha. <laughs> So my daughter, I had a really big no TikTok rule, no TikTok. 
Um, so now she's 14. It's different, but she was younger and I took her cell phone and I launched it across the kitchen. Like I was so mad. I was so mad at her for being on TikTok because I just was like, it's not good for you to be on here. So I was like, I never want to see my, I never want my child to ever see me do anything like that. I do not want anyone to see me, um, throw a cell phone or yell or anything like that. Um, so I've learned through my own self, like breathing, walking away from the situation, taking a moment to yourself to realize like what, like taking a moment <laughs> to help with yourself and get your stress out. Like, so I think breathing's very, very important. And I think walking away from a situation in some cases can be extremely helpful and coming back to it. Got it. All right. Good to know. That crazy stress ball, like get my kids in the car. I'd be almost in tears crying. Sounds right. And it's okay to to be five minutes late to a party. (laughs) But I just used to get so stressed out and it's not even worth it. Yeah. And what about uh, those that uh, maybe or, you know, with the pandemic, I think a lot of us had to reinvent ourselves to the wheel, career change. I think a lot of us done that. And that's something that you could also help people with. Oh, yes, for sure. Um, so career change, I think some, I, I think everyone thinks like if you're stuck in, not everyone, but a lot of people do believe like if you're stuck in a career, like you're, you have to be in that career forever. It is not the case. Just because you have a degree in psychology does not mean that you have to do psychology forever. You can switch to marketing. I mean, it might be a lateral move or it may be not exactly the pay scale that you're used to, but I think that it's, okay to change your career so i'll work with you we'll get the resume going we'll get what figure out what you want to do you might not know what you want to do but you do know that you don't want to do what you're doing now so we can work together to come up with some ideas on how to get you there beautiful well what else did you want to share about you and your services samantha there's so much to you and the work you're doing um just that if anyone wants this is um if anyone does want to do the women's support groups i do want to mention that i can help you set them up if you just want to text me i can help you set them up and get you all the content that you need so you can start your own free women's support group in your community Hmm, beautiful all right and then i also saw you're on social media too where are you um i'm on instagram and facebook and linkedin and i have a TikTok account with maybe three videos on it. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, some of the people that you've helped or are helping, if you don't mind. Obviously, you don't um, you don't need to share their names. So tell me some of the things you're working on with people. Um, so today I'm meeting with someone who is, she's, she's definitely struggling with depression. Um, she has moved up here from the South and she doesn't know anyone here. She's um, living in an assistant living home and she's just in a different spot in her life. So I'm going to meet with her. We're going to kind of go through some steps on how she wants to get out of her depression. So she's like, how can we, oh, so we're going to meet today. We're going to come up with some steps to get her out of her depression. Beautiful. Wow. Which which I think we'll start with what I heard on a podcast about the paper plates. Start Uh with paper plates. Good one. So we're not vicious. Just it's not good for the environment. I understand that, but I think if it's helping someone get out of their depression, it's it's mm-hmm. a need. 
And what is the difference with, you know, for example, you did mention if someone has depression with a mental health counselor compared to a life coach, what are the differences and what do you do compared to, you know, a licensed mental health professional? Yeah, so I'm not going to be there to, I'm more of like coaching you out of the depression than helping you in the mental state, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not going to be able to help you with the mental part of it, but I can help you more of like the physical part, like getting, getting you where you need to be. But like, what are your goals? And definitely with the woman I'm seeing today, like we're going to talk about her seeing a therapist, like a therapist is extremely important when you are in depression. Got it. Well, also, what would you say your coaching philosophy is? Oh, um, I just think, I don't know if I have one really. (laughs) Um, I guess I should have one. Um, I just think it's never too late to change anything. There you go. You got it. See, I knew you had it. See, I just had to remind you. And did you have a mentor in your life or anyone that you'd say that, you know, you look up to? Um, So for me, I think it's my family. Um, So definitely my dad. He's my number one. Um, But my family owns a bar and a grocery store in our community. And my uncles and my grandparents, like, I've never seen anyone work mm-hmm. harder. Um, so they've built this amazing business in the community, and everyone loves going to their grocery store. So I think for me, just watching them grow and watching their business grow and just how they put, still, like, made time for their families, even though they're busy working from 7 a.m. till 8 p.m. Like, they still made time for their families and made a commitment to their families and wouldn't miss that. So I think for me, it's just definitely my, my dad and my family. I'm getting teary eyed. (laughs) Well, we still got three minutes left in the show, Samantha. What else did you want to add about you and your services and how you're helping others? Um, with my, um, services, I do just want to say, um, it's never too late, which I did already say, but it's never too late to do what you want to do in life. I graduated college when I was 34 years old. I didn't realize what I wanted to do until I was 37. So you can start following your dreams and your passion at any age. It's it's never too late. Um, like my mom didn't go back to school until she was in her 40s and figured out what she wanted to do. So it's never too late. And also, if you are struggling with any type of mental health, it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to normalize it, and it's okay to seek help, and don't be ashamed. I think a lot of people are ashamed if, if they are struggling mentally, but it's okay. You can get, seek help. You can talk to people about it. Everyone, will, I think most people will be supportive of you talking to them about it and seeking help. Beautiful. Just like you, you've done, right? And by the way, you yeah. coach men and women or just women? I'm mainly focusing on women right now because yeah. I, I think Relate I'm more better. Yeah, 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 I get it. Once I'm once I get to where I need to be because I am still new to life coaching, I will begin to coach men. I just don't find myself as relatable. <laughs> no, they say men are from what uh, Venus and when it, when yeah. from Mars or something like. True, true, men, true. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, and just curious, you know, how are you managing your your OCD now? Just curious how you cope with everything. Do you see a life coach? Or are you you know? I- life coach and I also see a therapist and I was doing um, OCD therapy which is exposure and response so doing anything that you're afraid of basically you have to do it and you have to sit there with those crazy thoughts that you're having um, so if anyone has ever had intrusive thoughts just sit there with them mm-hmm. don't do, like you can't act on them but <laughs> just sit with them and be very uncomfortable with them because once you make yourself uncomfortable then they will 
they'll go down and they'll go down some more. All right. Well, thank so you so I, much. Yes. Oh, go ahead, go. I say, I just take your time with your OCD. Just take your time and I'll eventually die down and then you'll be happy to do anything like going to the grocery store. Beautiful. And I love that you say it's never too late. That is your motto, right? And yeah. you know, we appreciate sure. that to inspire people. And I think that's one good thing that came out of the pandemic. We realized life mm-hmm. is so precious. Life is so short. Like, hello, mm-hmm. let's get moving. Like uh, we can do this. And um, I like your mindset and positivity and uh, mm-hmm. willing to help people. So share again how we can contact you, please. Um, you can find my website at com, and then my phone number is 859-750-3593. Perfect. Thank you so much. Pleasure getting to know you, meeting you, and looking Thank forward you. to the next time we connect, okay? Yes. Thank you. Thank Bye. Thank you. Have a great day. And to all of our listeners, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. <laughs> Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn those earrings today. I like those earrings. Gabby has those awesome earrings. I need to ask her where she got those, but that's just what she would want me to do. I'll have Michaela ask her for me. Buckle up, Sarah. Yeah, but then Michaela will be like, why don't you just ask her yourself? That's just like Michaela. Sarah. Buckle up. Michaela's such a great name. I wish I was called Michaela. There's like a dozen Sarahs in my class. Hey, we're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh, yeah. Seatbelt. I forget sometimes because my brain is, like, busy, you know? I wonder if there's pizza at school today. Sometimes it can be tough to get through to your kids, but it's not impossible. Always make sure they're wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Remember, you have the keys, you have the power. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information.